This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 19, Provenance. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. I'm in love with the girl that I'm talking about. I'm in love with the girl I can't live without. I'm in love, but I sure picked a bad time to be in love. We only fucked up the intro once. <laughs> it's better than that one episode where I could not get it. I ended up re-recording it later. Which one was that? Was I that like even... the first one? No. I think it was Route 666. Was it? But I'm remember. not sure. And you did something that cracked me up at some point and then I just couldn't keep a straight face. I was dying. Sorry. I have to, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I probably remember these episodes better than you, because I listened to them at least once through. But yeah. even then, I, I don't know what I we said last l- week. I listened to one all the way through yet. Yeah. That's okay. She trusts me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could be editing me to sound like a weirdo, but I, I'll never know. <laughs> I do not have the audacity skills for that, so you're safe. Or the audacity. <laughs> yes, all of that. Yeah, uh, I trust you. Okay. Good. You do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Mwah. He's the tech savvy one. <laughs> Compared to me, yes you yeah. are. Uh, Alright, let's get into it. My very first note isn't even about this episode. I noticed when I was going into Netflix to watch this episode that episode 18 has the wrong title. What did it say? Um, so the official title, as far as I'm aware, uh, is Something Wicked, which is a reference. Last time. Yeah, it's a reference to the line from Macbeth, Something Wicked This Way Comes. On Netflix, it's they have the whole thing. They have the whole line: <laughs> "Something wicked this way comes." That's because originally, when I was taking notes last episode, I wrote the whole title because that's what it said on Netflix. It yeah, said, something wicked I was this like, way comes. What? So I'm like, oh. And then, legit, if you Google "supernatural" and then the whole that whole title, um, it only brings up like the wikis saying uh, this episode is a reference. Yeah. And this episode tells a reference to this. And then, like, reviews from people being like, I watched, this week I watched episode 18, Something Wicked This Way Comes. And I'm like, someone has only seen the Netflix version. <laughs> um, I have to double check. I'm Is sure. Is it official? I'm, I'm going to check my box set. <laughs> it's heavy. It's a big box. Yeah, it's on uh, IMDb it's listed as something wicked. Yeah, exactly. And in the wikis. Yeah. This is going in the outtakes. No, it's probably not. <laughs> My box. Um, let's see. It's episode 18, right? The first season? Yeah. Yeah, it's listed in the, um, the official booklet. 
in my complete box set as something wicked. But yeah. for some reason, Netflix has it wrong. Yeah. I'm like, I know when I was taking notes last week, I wrote the full thing, because that's what it said on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. But I noticed that, and it's gonna bug me until Netflix fixes it. Which, <laughs> considering how long Supernatural... Well, it's been on there a long time now. Yeah, considering how long Supernatural's been on Netflix, is gonna be never. Yeah. This episode has no previously on segment. Yeah, I noticed that. Up. I thought maybe Netflix had skipped it for some reason, but no, it just doesn't exist, which I was confused by. Our cold open starts with a shot of a creepy painting. I love the way they Very do this shot. Painting. It's super. I don't like it. I love the way they do this shot, though. Did you notice this? Where they start on the little girl. Mm. And then they go up to her father, looking down at her. So it's like, and then they trail all the way down to the bottom corner where the straight razor is. The show's giving a hint even before. Yes, the oh. show's like, pay attention. <laughs> uh, I love that, and it lingers on the straight razor as you like see the guys like arranging the, yeah. the painting. Because um, this couple, the Telescas. I think is their name. I don't remember. They bought this painting in a charity auction, um, and now they are hanging it above their fireplace because for some reason they decided, "Hey, I want that painting hanging above my fireplace." <laughs> the guy literally says, "There's a reason charity auctions have an open bar." <laughs> <laughs> and the lady's like, "Isn't that kind of creepy?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, it is creepy. It's creepy. Why the fuck did you buy that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very creepy. <laughs> Um, and then they, they, like, start flirting with each other, and the wife goes upstairs to change while her husband locks up. Um, and, uh, it's so creepy and effective. As the wife moves up the stairs, we, like, see the, the father in the picture's head turn, and his eyes, like, follow her up the staircase, and then he watches the husband go and, like, double check that the front door is locked. And it's so effective. Oh, it's creepy. Um, but sadly, these people end up murdered. <laughs> yes. Turned we do in. not see what kills them. No. For once, it doesn't show the monster. Yeah. I don't even think we see the wife die. We just see her scream. Do yeah. we hear her scream? Uh-huh. Excuse me. I didn't remember that, because the husband, because she gets in bed... Um, well, she, like, thinks she then, sees something, and then she, like, or she thinks it's her husband at first. <laughs> and then, like, she sees, like, the bad guy and screams. Oh, she sees, like, the shadow of the bad guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, maybe she just gasps. I don't know. I don't know, because you think the husband would hear her screaming. Because then he comes upstairs, and he, in a very strange way, says, Babe, get the lights, I can't see a thing. The way he says it is really funny. It's not a, like, funny line. It's just something about his delivery. It just cracks me up. I think he's up. supposed to be, like, drunk, maybe. Maybe, drunk. but... Yeah, and then... He gets in bed and sticks his hand right in a pool of blood, which... Ick. Yeah. And once again, I would like to ask, how many gallons of blood did this show buy every season? Someone knows. <laughs> they particularly uh, like to use it in season one I feel like season one is very gory um a 
Okay, so we go from there, get our splash screen, I think. I didn't pay attention. Um, we go from there to a bar where Dean is getting a girl's number, and Sam is being a proper nerd. <laughs> he's got John's journal, he's got newspapers, he's like, posted himself up at this table in a corner of the bar to do research. It's and not look- even in a corner of the bar, it's like in the middle yeah, of the he- bar. <laughs> yeah, he's like in the middle of the bar doing he's, research. He's not being very discreet about it. On murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love him. Oh. <laughs> uh, Something Dean's I l- clearly having a good time. Dean is having a great time, and he thinks that they should take quote unquote shore leave <laughs> as though he can like hang around in town and flirt with the pretty girl for a couple days instead of a couple hours uh, before, you know, riding off into the sunset like he does. Yeah. But Sam has found them a case. Um, did you get to that Dean is posing as a reality TV scout? He, oh, Sam's like Sam's like so yeah. so what are we this week are we um he's like a producer or something yeah he's posing he's to be like, a producer Sam asks Dean like what like what did you tell these ladies that we are and Sam's like or Dean's like oh we're reality TV scouts and look of people and look or like search of people with special skills I, <laughs> I absolutely adore the implication that this is something Dean does regularly. Like, Sam's like, what are we, rock stars now? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is something Dean has done before, and he will continue to do in the future. This is a very Dean move. <laughs> Sounds like it's his not only his way to pick up chicks, but also to, like, entertain himself. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think he has a lot of time. <laughs> he has time. to pretend to be something yeah. he's not, you know? He has a good time <laughs> figuring out his little cover stories. Um, Sam has found the ca- this case, um... Dean thinks Sam is no fun. Uh, and he also thinks that Sam needs to get laid. <laughs> Which, yes, but she's very... That's a totally... This whole episode. Totally normal thing for a brother to be concerned about. I do... Part, I, you know, part of it is that Dean is worried that Sam is letting his, like, mourning for Jessica keep him from living his life. Um, but also, Dean, that is... This is not normal. <laughs> At least I don't think it is. I've never, like, I don't know. Maybe it is normal among brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel normal to me, it but. <laughs> doesn't seem very normal. Um, but Sam gets into the case and he tells him about the murdered couple and that John has already, like, tagged this area in his journal and has noted three murders with the same M.O., but they happened so far apart that no one ever connected them. Like, I think the first one happened in 1912, and one of them happened in 1935 or something like that, and then the last one was in 1970, and now it's 2006. Like, that is... Yeah. How did you notice that, John? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? Because that is never, like, if this was not, like, a supernatural thing, those cases would never be connected by anyone. Because that is almost a century, like, combined with the space between all those cases. Like, that's insane. But they're all in this area. Um, so, but 
Dean makes the point that they can't head out until the morning, so he's gonna go have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) He had a little too much fun. (laughs) He had a little too much fun, because it got to the next morning and he's asleep in the passenger seat with his sunglasses on. The bloopers of this scene are so funny. Because Sam honks on the horn to wake him up. And in the episode, he just, like, freaks out. But there's a couple bloopers of Jensen yelling things. And one of them, I think he says, beef bullion. <laughs> and one, the other one, he definitely says Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> it's great. Oh, <laughs> this feels like a little bit of an homage to the prank wars uh, that the boys got up to. I also just noticed that I mislabeled this episode. <laughs> This is episode 19, and I labeled it as 17 in my notes for some reason. We are, we have moved past 17. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 17 we are further almost. along. Yes. Um, but So Sam gives the gives Dean a little rundown. Um, he checked the house for EMF, found nothing. While Dean was out the night before, he checked the history of the house. He didn't find anything there. Couldn't find anything in like the history of the people. And he can't check for cursed objects because all of the Teleska's furniture is already gone. Which, Sarah's right when she says it's morbid selling it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really they sold grim. off all their stuff fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, how many, how long is this in between? That's a really good question. I don't think we get an exact date, but Sam I think it's... just barely, like, read it in the paper, I kinda, right? I kind of get the idea that it's either, like, not been even a week. You know, like, probably been only a couple days. Damn. They, like, wiped out their whole house that yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, but this is where we go to the auction house. And I fucking love this. <laughs> I, ah, uh, this is one of the themes that gets reiterated th- kind of throughout this episode. And I adore it. Which is how much the boys do not fit into this world. Like, how yeah. different from Sarah they are. Um... And the first, like, big clue at that is the Impala next to these, like, sports cars that you know, like, those cars don't leave the garage unless it's for, like, special occasions, you yeah. know? Someone wants to flash their money around, and so they're going to drive their really fancy car to the auction house and not their slightly less fancy <laughs> everyday car. Yeah. You know? And then you get the Impala, who is just as good of a car Gorgeous as any car. of those. She's... It's a, absolutely stunning vehicle but this is a car that's driven on the daily yeah you know this is what i mean when i say they let the impala get dirty (laughs) they didn't they used to much more realistic yeah you go oh yeah that that is definitely a car that's driven like across the country a couple times yeah but they don't do that in later seasons. I'm surprised that bummed. the brothers didn't dress up at all for this i thought so too because usually they like try to fit in Mm -hmm. you know with where they're going, um, but they're just dressed and they're normal. I actually get-up. made a note of that, and I, because I made a note later when her when Sarah's dad kicks them out that if the boys had like actually made an effort to blend in, um, and at least like dress up, they definitely would have got would not have gotten caught as fast. Yeah, but they may not have caught Sarah's eye. Yeah, but like true, which um, is maybe the only reason why. They didn't dress up for this episode for plot well, convenience. No, it's not just for plot convenience, but I think it's also is really kind of emphasizing the like theme of the the or the tone when it comes to the Winchesters, because yeah. this like upper class auction house estate sale world is not their world. It just um, doesn't 
fit in with and so, their, like, pattern of trying to fit in in the past, you know? For, like, being undercover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the boys do seem to be aware that, like, if you act like you belong somewhere, it goes a long way towards making people believe you belong there. Yeah. But... That, like, I kind of understand why the writers didn't have them do it, too, because they wanted to really emphasize the difference between small-town Americana Winchesters and then the upper-class, posh Sarah Blake. Um, and it makes it even more interesting when she and Sam connect, despite those very obvious differences. Yeah. And it helps, it makes Sarah more appealing, because her dad is all stuffy and uptight and, like, you don't belong here, man, man, man. Yeah, uh, I understand rude. their choices for and then, that, but, like, it doesn't fit with, like, consistency of, like... I guess, but this is early on in there. Like, the... They... Dean even says that, like, they got away with just, you know, him and John just got away with just in their street clothes flashing badges for yeah. years and years. Like, why are they dressing up? So... And I also do think that they were on a bit of a time crunch. Uh, yeah, because maybe. if the sale is happening today, they need to find the cursed object before it gets sold to somebody and someone else dies. Of course, they fail at that task, but... Right. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I do think setting that really like sharp contrast between the Winchesters and Sarah just makes Sarah coming down to their level, like, more interesting and makes her even more appealing to the audience. Yeah. I love Sarah. I love her, too. She's I great. I fucking love Sarah. She's hot. She's really fucking hot. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's go back. I jumped ahead in my notes. So the boys have just arrived at the auction house and they immediately run into Sarah's dad. This fucking Dean. Oh my god. It's just the guy's face as he's interacting with Dean the whole time. Dean, it's so good. The, the, the dad's like, can I help you? And Dean's like, yeah, I'd like some champagne. And Sam's like, he's not a waiter. <laughs> like, I'm, Sam's face just screams, I'm going to murder my brother. <laughs> like, oh. But the boys manage to, like, they're like, oh, we're from a, a art auction house or an art collector's or something. I don't remember. Um, we're here to look at the estate, yada, 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 you know, we're on the list, you just gotta double check. Yeah. <laughs> and so they managed to buy themselves a little time, which is a lo- enough time to find the creepy painting, and meet Sarah. Uh, I love Sarah so much. Her eyes. She's got great eyes. <laughs> she is absolutely stunning, and she's a really good actress, too. Yeah. She, like, um, she, uh, blends really well with the guys. They've yeah. all got good chemistry together. Yeah, they work really well together. Also, I think she and Taylor, the actress, and Jared may have, like, crushed on each other a little bit. Yeah. God, the gag reel is chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> They've got good chemistry between the you two get, of them, You get so. them goofing off and making each other laugh over and over again, and Jen's in the background, like trying to stay professional <laughs> someone on this set has to be professional <laughs> like it's really funny um but sarah immediately puts sam to the test um and he passes yeah <laughs> i don't understand any of what they said no i did not take art history 
because I thought it Me was neither. boring. <laughs> I like art, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Dean is stuffing his face. <laughs> so I, he has the best expressions in this scene. I'm trying to remember if this is the episode where Jensen was like, yeah, I can eat. And now he, and then he was like, I wish I hadn't done that because now they want me to eat all the time. Because there was a convention, I don't remember which panel it was, where someone asked, like, if you had advice for your younger self, like, just starting the show, what would it be? And he was like, don't eat on camera, because they will make you eat on camera. Because he's so good at it. (laughs) It's hilarious. He's really good at eating on camera. A lot of times in shows, actors don't actually eat eat. They just, like, spit it out, right? Well, not even that, but they, um, because they don't want to choke. Like, they won't even, like, put stuff in their mouth. Mm. You know, unless they specifically have to. You know, like, that's what the people are always like, oh, actors waving around empty coffee cups. Yeah, there's nothing in the coffee cup because they don't want to choke on the coffee or spill it or something. Yeah. You know, so the coffee cup has to be empty. But (laughs) then you get times where the actor actually has to eat, <laughs> uh, someone, someone has to know what panel I'm talking about. Where Jensen was like, "I would tell my younger self not to eat on camera." I know I'm not making that up. Sometimes I worry that I'm making stuff up because I remember that I have heard a thing somewhere, but I do not remember the source for said thing. And then I'm like. Oh, I remember this one time Jared or Jensen told this story, and people are like, oh, wow, really? What panel is that? And I'm like, good fucking question. <laughs> I don't know. Because I've seen a million, and they all blend into one. Sometimes I can, like, vaguely remember, like, what the boys were wearing, because they actually dress differently for every single panel, even if they have two panels in a day. Mm-hmm. Jensen will do, like, a full costume change. <laughs> Jared will usually take on or put off a jacket. Or take... <laughs> take... What did you say? <laughs> take off, on, or put off a jacket? Is that what you said? Take on or put off is what it is. <laughs> Jared, okay, Jensen will do a full costume change and like have a completely different look from the, the morning panel to the evening panel, or afternoon panel. Um, whereas Jared will just be like, eh, here's a jacket, you know, or he'll be like, oh, I wore a jacket this morning, time to take the jacket off. (laughs) Like, but because of that, it makes every single panel distinct. Because, like, I know, oh, the shirt where Jared wore the Texas, not Texas, or the the panel where Jared wore the Texas, not Texas t-shirt is a Dallas Con panel. I know that. Or, like, I know, um their Vegas 2019 looks, which is a red shirt, and then I think Jared wore a scarf, which doesn't really narrow it down that much, but, like, you know, they wear a different thing at every panel, so sometimes I can vaguely remember what they were wearing at the panel, and then people will be like, oh, yeah, I think it was this convention. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not a guarantee. I usually just remember the stories they told, and not the actual, like, you know, context as in what event was this at (laughs) my brain is bad um okay let's get back into the episode so sam and sam and sarah are hitting it right off um 
And Sam asks her about the Telesco estate, and she thinks it is, in her words, grisly <laughs> selling their stuff this soon. But I love this. It's so true. Sensationalism brings out the crowds. Facts. Um, anyone who's ever driven past a car accident knows this. <laughs> Everyone wants to see. <laughs> Everyone wants the story. Yeah. The drama. Um, and then Sam asks to see the Providences just in time for Sarah's dad to show up. And he has double-checked the guest list, and the boys are not on it. It's time for them to leave. Uh, and I also, Sarah immediately calls her dad out. She's like, that was rude. Yeah! She just straight up is like, dad! Oh. <laughs> uh, so we go from here to the boys' motel room. I fucking love this scene. Um, and Sam, Dean is like, when did you take art history? It's like, how did you know all this stuff? And Sam's like, I took it in college. It's a great way to meet girls. <laughs> Dean's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> and then they go <laughs> into the motel room. Oh my gosh, yes, this I motel room. adore this. Because it's just... It doesn't this... have a big part in the show at all. Like no, this episode, but... It's just... We get this long, lingering shots of the motel room, and the boys are like, huh, let's get to unpacking and continuing their conversation. It's like a disco theme. it's just, they have seen a million and one weird motel rooms, and this is just another one on the list. <laughs> um, this is where I made a note that this episode is a really great one for giving us the vibe of the boys' lives on the road. Dean makes up stories for different, for women at every bar. You know, it's a different one every week. The dirty Impala next to lines of sports cars. The boys in their regular clothes, surrounded by all the suits. They're completely nonchalant reactions to this wacky motel room. Like, it's yeah. just a really good emphasis of this is how kind of separate from, like, the, at least this part of society the boys are from society in general, you know? Yeah. Because I think most people would walk into that motel room and be like, what the f- <laughs> I'm sorry, how- what were the reviews? <laughs> like, are you sure we're in the right place? Whereas the boys walk in are like, ah, just another weird motel room. Like, they were in that one in Hell House that had, like, the cowboy theme and the towel had little bucking horses all over it. Like, what on earth? Oh, I love it. I fucking love this episode. Oh, I skipped over my meta. Because <laughs> Sam says that art history is good for meeting girls, which he is right about. Especially for the type of women that I think Sam would go for. Because Dean, or, like, Sam's kind of women seem more like the kind you'd meet in an art history class uh, as opposed to Dean's type. Not, which isn't to say that none of, that either of the girls Dean was talking to at the bar couldn't have been art history majors or have taken that class. Yeah. But it's just Sam's the kind of guy who would specifically, like, go to an art history class to meet girls. Yeah. Whereas Dean's the guy who would go to the bar the to bar. meet girls and yeah. be like, oh, she's an art history major, you know? Yeah. Like, that wasn't... <laughs> And I think Sam is the kind of guy who goes for a woman who challenges him, or a partner in general, who challenges him intellectually. Um, mm -hmm. He is a learner. He is a collector of knowledge. And someone like Sarah, who is very smart, can keep pace with that. Mm -hmm. And is right up his alley. Yeah. Um, it's right, I think that's a huge part of why they hit it off right away because she immediately like like they started a little bit of a game of knowledge yeah and 
in like like a uh, um what's the word I'm looking for like in a friendly way it wasn't a like a trying to one up each other it was a more like kind of getting to know each other testing the waters thing also she's hot as fuck but yeah. <laughs> like I. I think that's part of what I love Sarah. Sarah is one of my favorite, like, Sam love interests. Yeah, in she's show, great. She is fantastic. Um, okay. So the boys are settling into their motel room, and Sam explains to Dean what he was asking about at the auction house, which is the provenance, which is a certificate of origin for an art yeah, piece. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. I heard them keep saying it's that. It's kind of like. I don't know it's the title of the episode, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I think the best. Way to explain it would be kind of like the title of a car, you know, where it like tells you kind of like, a certificate of authenticity type of yeah, thing. Yeah, but it also tells you like all the owners mm-hmm. who've had that car, and like, okay, yeah, my car has a branded title, which means the title tells me that my car was stolen <laughs> and trashed <laughs> and then impounded and sold at auction and fixed up and sold to me. So <laughs> Like, you know, so my car has a branded title, and my title tells me what happened to the car, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like that, but for... for like, a collector's item, like an art piece, it's good to have that type of thing, because mm-hmm. you can trace where it's gone back. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when you get, like, a, uh, like a handcrafted doll, and they'll come with a birth certificate or something, you yeah. know? It's something that traces the origins of an art piece. Um, and so using the provenance, they can find out if anything from the Teleska house has a weird history. Um, and this is where Dean starts teasing Sam about Sarah some more, because he, they are not getting anything out of Daniel Blake. I think that's his name, Sarah's dad. Um, but, but Sam could get something out of Sarah, um... And Dean very heavily implies that Sam should use his her attraction to him to get the info. But I also think Dean just wants his brother to go on a goddamn date. <laughs> yeah. It's a two for one. It's a two for one. It's a win-win situation. They get the knowledge they need, Sam gets laid. That's go- That's Dean's goal, at least. <laughs> I don't think Sam gets laid in this episode. No. Um, so Sam and Sarah go to a nice restaurant for dinner. This is a very nice restaurant. She must be paying. <laughs> she probably picked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little awkward at first, which is really cute. Um, and it is immediately clear. This is another little instance where it's like, shows how, like, like lower class, quote unquote, the boys are. Because Sam gets handed this wine list and is like, uh, he had like same... he's like flipping through it, like trying to pretend like he knows what any of this means. He and had the Sarah... same reaction I would for being handed a wine Honest, list. <laughs> honestly, same. But Sarah's like, "I'll have a beer." <laughs> yeah, Which, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we learn that Sarah studied art in college. She was a terrible artist, which is why she is in the auction business, which also seems to be the family business. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, like, the auction house is, like, Daniel Blake Auctions, which is her dad. Yeah. So, and then Sam has told her that he was pre-law, but when she asks why he didn't go to law school, he says it's a long story um, for another time, and then immediately changes the subject when she brings up him being an art dealer. <laughs> 
uh, and goes back to something she said at the beginning of the date, which is that she hasn't been on a date in a while. And this is where we learn that Sarah lost her mom suddenly about a year ago, and since then she closed herself off. Um, but lately she's been thinking that her mom would not have wanted her to, like, wallow in her grief for the rest of forever, and, like, she needs to, like, get out and live her life. Yeah. So, and she turns the question back on him, because Sam has also mentioned that it's been a while since he's been on a date, uh, and he can't answer, but she seems to, like, get it, like, right out the bat, because she's like, oh, it's another long story for a lo- another time. Technically, the reason Sam didn't go to law school... <laughs> And the reason he hasn't been on a date in a while or is the, the same, same long story. <laughs> but she doesn't know that. Um, we jump from here back to the motel room. And we learn that Sam and Sarah went back to her place. He got the provenances. He left. Dean is disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> of the two of them, you think Sam would be the one who's disappointed that things didn't go further. But no. Dean. Dean is like... <laughs> You're a fucking monk. <laughs> like, what is going on? Uh, uh, Dean insists that they should go out on another date. But Sam has found something in the papers. So the painting, the creepy one he was looking at, uh, is of Isaiah Merchant and his family, painted in 1910. And the names of all of its previous owners are the names listed in John's journal. The three deaths that he'd marked out. Hmm. So, whether it's haunted or cursed, they gotta burn it. So. Which means we get a break-in scene. <laughs> we get a break-in scene. It's so good. I love this. There's a great gag reel bit of them trying to get over the fence and Jared failing. <laughs> it's really funny. It's a pretty tall fence. <laughs> it's a very tall gate that they had to climb over. But yeah. We get heavy guitar music. And them climbing the gate to the auction house in the night. And them wearing gloves. <laughs> Like, I love when they're smart about this stuff. Um, and then Sam disarms the alarm so Dean can pick the lock, and it's so good. <laughs> and then they steal a painting by cutting it out of its frame. Which part of me was like, why didn't you just take the whole damn thing? Yeah, same. Um, but I think it's actually pretty common for people like breaking into like a museum or something can, stealing like, artwork and... yeah to yeah. cut the thing out of its frame Wouldn't i actually that lower the value of the thing though i don't know um i actually listened or watched a netflix documentary series recently about the boston gardner museum break in um they're like monet's um or uh, there's, like, a Monet painting that was stolen, and a Rembrandt, and, mm. like, a whole bunch of stuff, and they've never found out who did it. They'd never found the missing they'd art? They'd never found the missing art. Wow. Uh-huh. They think it might have been connected to the mob, or, like, the mafia in the area, hmm. but they can't say for sure, because most of the people, uh, or everyone except, I think, one guy who could potentially be involved are dead. Hmm. And no one has seen the art. No one knows where it is. Wow. So, yeah. And they, but they cut some of the pieces out of the frame. Some of them they took the whole frame, Uh um, but other ones they cut them out. So, um, but I, 
part of it is easy transportation, definitely. It'd be awkward oh, yeah. as fuck to transport that whole frame. Also, like, they have to get back over the goddamn gate with the thing. Yeah. So. That's a big part of, like, what makes the painting heavy, too, is the frame. Yeah, frames are freaking ridiculously heavy. Um, especially, like, a solid, like, old-fashioned frame like that. Like, yeah. that thing is not cheap. You know, like, I have stuff in frames. My frames are, like, ten bucks from Walmart, you know? They're made of <laughs> particle board and I get cheap spray frames. paint. Yeah, so they don't weigh anything. But a frame like that was probably handcrafted. It was, like, heavy wood ones, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they definitely also left some bits behind in the frame. Like, they did not cut that thing straight. I mean, they are gonna go burn it, so... Yeah, but, like, you'd think that it would work the same way that, like, burning bones would. Where, like, like if you were burning uh, the ghost, or the bones of a ghost... You have to get and every, you bone, left, every part of the And you left the their bone. femur behind, or half their femur behind by accident. Like, that doesn't count, then? I don't know. You have to, they, I don't, that was, that's my question, is... How much of it do you have to burn for it to count? <laughs> Well, because with the little girl, it was just hair. Yeah, true. Like, that was all that was keeping her there was hair. Do I have an eyelash? I'm doing to you. Make a wish. <laughs> what Sam does to Sarah. <laughs> I... <laughs> Confession. I had never heard of the, like, making a wish on an eyelash thing. Yeah. Until I watched this episode for the first time in 2014. I haven't seen that really done before. I'd never heard that. Um, but yeah, so the boys steal and burn a painting. And then it magically reappears in its frame. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and then... We get to the next morning and they're like all packing up to leave and Dean's like, we gotta go back to the auction house, or the warehouse, I, I left my wallet. <laughs> Dean! And Sam's freaking out. Oh my god, Dean Understandably. Sam is so done with his brother in this episode. <laughs> that is such an amateur move. Like, who takes their wallet into a place, like, when they're breaking into a building? Like, leave that shit in the car, Dean. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we know we that know. Dean yeah. didn't actually lose his wallet so they go back to the auction house I thought this they're like lifting things up and looking in faces <laughs> like where the fuck could it have <laughs> Sam's like looking under this giant he's like, like heavy picked thing. up this like square like, how would box. it be under that and, Sam <laughs> oh no I think maybe he's like lifting it to look around the like base it's on Maybe. To see if the wallet, like, fell behind, or, like, slipped behind somehow, but I don't fucking know. Honest to God, though, when you drop something by accident, that thing, that, that vanishes into the void, and oh, yeah. then reappears somewhere else. It never makes sense where it lands. <laughs> um, but they run into Sarah. <laughs> Sam says they're leaving town, Dean says they're sticking around, and then Dean pulls out his wallet to give Sam 20 bucks he quote-unquote owes him. I love Sam's face. Dean did not actually lose his wallet. No. And Sam's face when he realizes (laughs) it's priceless. Oh my gosh. And Sarah immediately is like (laughs) Cause especially well one, they're contradicting each other. By this whole conversation. But also then Dean is like, I'm gonna go do something somewhere else, like super smooth. (laughs) Sarah's like, uh huh. Someone is trying to hook his brother up. 
Dean's a really awkward wingman. Um, Sarah's way too smart for this shit. <laughs> uh, but Sam when he sees the painting <gasps> is the best thing. <laughs> I totally forgot about this line. But yeah, so Sam and Sarah talk a little bit, and he's like, no, yeah, we are leaving town today. Like, sorry. Um, and then the, these guys carry the painting by. And he's like, oh my god! That painting, painting looks, looks so good! So good! <laughs> and Sarah's like, I, I mean, I guess. Like, I think it's creepy as fuck, but okay. It's, oh, the recovery of the, it's, I cannot. <laughs> it makes me laugh. San, or Jared's delivery of it makes it's it so a good. million times funnier. It's so perfect. Oh my gosh. Uh, we learned that Sarah's dad wants to sell the painting, but Sarah thinks that it would be in poor taste. And Sam's like, yes, no, yeah, don't, don't let him sell the painting. Um, he's so Yes, he is. He's an awkward bean. Then he's like, actually, I'll stay in town. Yeah, and he's like, actually, he's like, I'll, I'll call you later. And Sarah's like, so you aren't leaving town tonight? And he's like, I guess not. <laughs> she's love, just like... I love her reaction, man. She's just like, okay. <laughs> she's just literally just standing there like... Did like, this what just happened? What? <laughs> it's so great. Um, the boys get in the car. This The shot of them slamming the doors at the same time took like... A million takes. Really? Literally, the gag reel has like a whole line of them. <laughs> it's really great. Um, and Sam has explained the reappearance of the painting, and now they have to find something else to fix it. Because obviously, burning the damn thing didn't work. Yeah. And they go to the library. When does the you've been? Oh no, that's later. <laughs> yeah. Um. When they're back in the hotel room, I think. Yes. They go to the library, and the librarian, I swear to God, he has been waiting his entire career for this day. <laughs> Seriously. He is <laughs> so excited. And honestly, that would be me in that situation if I had an interest in this case and someone came in asking about that specific case, you know? like <laughs> He, he knows is, everything. He, he is super excited. To tell the boys all about this. And we learn that... So the merchants, the family in the painting, um, the father Isaiah was a barber, and apparently, according to the newspaper, he used a straight razor to murder his entire family. His wife, his two sons, and his adopted daughter. Um, there were rumors the wife was going to leave him, take the kids, and so he killed them before she could do that. And according to the paper, they were all cremated. Which is an issue. <laughs> yes. An issue they run into a lot. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the librarian says something like, uh, like, she was gonna run off and take the kids or whatever, and he couldn't let that happen, so he gave them the shave. <laughs> by, which by Michi means he cut, he killed them all. Uh -huh. And Dean is like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Sam's just like... How am I related to you? <laughs> it's really great. Dean likes his librarian. Um, I like the librarian too, frankly. Li I, librarian is so prepared. He doesn't even have a name. It, it, he's not listed in the credits on the fandom wiki. He's not? Um, no. Well, he might be on the IMDb page. The guy had a good role. <laughs> you can look him up on IMDb, but this guy understood the assignment. Yes, he did. Um, and honestly, this is the kind of character... 
that would be really fun to see again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the boys had come back to the area. Well, if he was, like, the, uh, um, I don't know, lore expert or something for yeah. the boys or something. We get that in Bobby, though. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Bobby does fill that role, but this is a fun, he's a really fun character, and the actor does a really good job with this little role that doesn't even have a name, as far as I know. Um... So, we go back to the auction house and learn that Sarah's dad... For that, though, he shows the picture. Oh, yeah, he does. He shows him a picture of, like, a photocopy picture. And it's different from the original painting. It is. Which is important. But they need to... Sam notices one big difference that he'll point out later. uh, In a minute. But um, in the meantime, Daniel Blake has sold said painting... To a woman named Evelyn for a very hefty sum, I guess, despite promising Sarah that he wouldn't sell it. And she tells him that he's, she calls him something. Oh. Yeah. She says something, she calls him something, he's like, uh, that's like in really poor taste or something like that is basically what she's implying. And he's like, for that it's sum like of money. Sell out, basically, is yeah, what she's calling him. She's like, yeah. for that sum of money. You're like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't care if it's in poor taste. Um, we go. The boys are back at the motel, and Sam insists that the painting has changed. the The father, specifically, in the version, in the in their little photocopy, he's the, looking, he's straight looking straightforward, um, which would be normal for a portrait. Yes, and in the version that Sam saw at the auction house, he's looking down at the daughter. Yeah. So. There's, they speculate that Isaiah is trapped in the painting. And Dean has a very good point that if Isaiah has moved, then maybe other things have changed too, which means they need to go back to the auction house and, and take a look. Compare the paintings, yeah. Um, and this is where Sam, Dean teases Sam some more about Sarah. He's like, oh, you get to call your girlfriend back kind of thing. And this is where things reach ahead yeah. between the brothers. Because Sam, I think he's specific, what does he say? You keep trying to pimp me out to Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sam is sick of his brother trying to pimp him out to Sarah, and he doesn't see the point in getting involved with her because they always leave, which is a very good point. It's fair. Um, Dean, he starts this conversation very, like, teasing big brother, like, oh, you need to get laid, Sammy. And then he, in this moment, he gets so genuine. Yeah. And it is so sweet, and I really love it. It's really good. Uh, and Dean explains that he thinks Sarah could be really good for Sam, which is true. I think I do think Sarah would be really good for Sam. Um, but he's pretty sure that Sam is holding back and, like, resistant to this idea because of Jessica. Um, yeah. And Dean doesn't know what it's like to lose somebody that way. Like, yeah, he lost his mom, but he doesn't even... He barely remembers his mom, you know? Like, he was so young. He hasn't lost, like, a romantic love Not that in that way, way. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, he Dean thinks that Jess would want Sam to be happy yeah. and to live his life. And Sam admits that, yeah, part of this is about Jess, and yeah, Dean's right. She would want him to be happy. But then he says that's not the main part of this and he doesn't expand on that and Dean doesn't really push and I don't fully know if Dean is like if Dean kind of gets what Sam's thinking 
which is, I think, the whole, like, um, I'm cursed thing that he brings up later to Sarah. I don't know if Dean kind of understands what Sam's mindset is, like, what the main part is that he's talking about. Uh-huh. Or if he's just decided that, no, he's just gonna back off and, like, let things happen. I can't decide. I'd, it's probably more of the latter. Yeah, I think so. Um, but regardless of Sam's feelings, they still need to see the painting, and Sam still has to call Sarah. Which he does. And immediately learns that the painting has been sold. Um... And then he's like, Sarah, I need that address right now. <laughs> Keep in mind, she still thinks they're, like, art dealers. Yeah. So I, I wrote that she's probably wondering why he likes this painting so much. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, so obsessed with it. Yeah. And we cut to Evelyn's house, and we see her reading by a fire. This looks so cozy and perfect. Mm-hmm. She's got her cup of tea, she's got her book, she's got her fireplace, and the lights are low, and it looks like the perfect like, cozy evening. Yeah. I'm jealous, except for the fact that she gets murdered. (laughs) I'm not jealous of that part. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we, like, see, as she's, like, reading, we see Isaiah's head move to look at her. Um, and she, like, takes her glasses off and goes and, like, drinks some of her tea. She sets this really great shot of the straight razor Mm. reflected in her glasses. Yeah. It's magical. I love it so much. Just builds the suspense just a little more. Um, and then she's attacked by something we don't see. And then we cut to the boys arriving at the house just at about the same time Sarah does. And she is very concerned. Yes. For a good reason. Because Sam has told her that Evelyn could be in danger. But not, like, from what? <laughs> Apparently she's friends with Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah, Sam tries to persuade her. He tried to persuade her not to come to Evelyn's house, and then he tries to persuade her to stay in the car. But Sarah is stubborn. She's determined to go in. She is, yeah. Evelyn is a friend, and she is not going to stand by and do nothing. You know? I fucking I love her. What are you guys, burglars? <laughs> oh, Sarah. Um, kind of, yes. <laughs> I think Sam says it's complicated. <laughs> oh... Oh my gosh, but Dean picks the lock, and they go inside and find Evelyn dead in her chair. Yes, it was a very gross special it's, effect. Ugh, it's grim. <laughs> yes. Because I think she was wearing a turtleneck. Mm, yeah. And so, like, the, which is actually, that, which is was really smart for hiding the, like, prosthetic of the neck wound, the turtleneck. It's yeah. It's genius. Um, but <laughs> it's gross. It's really gross. <laughs> Gross. And then as Sarah screams, Isaiah's head turns forward in the painting again. Yeah. Which is even freakier. So yeah, so we cut to the motel. And Sarah is arriving at the motel. And we learn she has lied to the cops and told them that she went to Evelyn's house alone. Uh, but then she threatens to call said cops back <laughs> and tell them the truth if the boys don't freaking explain. Yeah. So, and this is where the whole thing comes out. The, the, they think the painting is haunted. Um, people are just kind of dying. She's like, he's like, you saw the painting move. Something about this painting is killing people. Like every every person who's owned it has died. Yeah. Um, and he thinks that Sarah should just let them do their jobs 
and she's like, no, fuck that. Like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, she's scared as hell. Like, she's freaking the fuck out, but she's not just gonna, like, if she can do anything, she's yeah. gonna do it. Which is impressive, and Dean is also impressed with her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love, and when she storms out again, and Dean's like, Sam, marry Marry that girl. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I think Dean's crushing on Sarah, but... Yeah, he is, for sure. (laughs) So they break into the crime scene to take a better look at the painting. Sarah's like, this is an active crime scene. Dean's like, you're already lying to the cops. (laughs) Um... So they pull the painting down to, like, compare it with the picture, um, and Dean notices that the straight razor, which is open in the painting, is closed in their little photocopied version, Mm. um, and Sam notices that the painting within the painting is different. Their picture from the library has a, like, a landscape painting in the background, which the idea of a painting inside of a painting is just funny, but it's (laughs) in the backdrop of the image. Um, In the physical, actual, real-world painting, it is a mausoleum with the family name. I think Dean uses an ashtray as a magnifying glass. It's like a crystal ashtray. Yeah. Smart! (laughs) Um, So we cut to, I think this is Dean says this is the third graveyard they've been to. Sarah is not impressed. <laughs> She's like, is this really what you guys do for work? And Sam goes, kinda. And then he's like, we don't get paid. And I think she says, mazel tov. Yeah. <laughs> She's so sassy. I love it. Um, but they find the mausoleum. And they break in and find four urns. Not five. Isaiah is missing. Also, that doll's fucking creepy. Sarah's yes, right. She the doll's right creepy as fuck. So, now we're going to another location. <laughs> I think it's some kind of government building. Um, and Dean is inside going through county death records to uh-huh. find out where Isaiah's body ended up. Um, this is where we get the, like, make-a-wish with an eyelash thing, which I'd never heard of before this episode. There's a bag under here. It was under my feet. <laughs> You're cute. Um, and this is where Sarah and Sam finally have their, like, heart-to-heart. Because um, Sarah asks if, like, is she delusional or is there something between them? And Sam's like, you're not delusional. But he does not think that them getting involved with each other would be a good idea. Um, and it all kind of comes out that Sam, Sam's like, people around me die. Like, my mom, dead. He's not wrong. My girlfriend, (laughs) dead. Um, he feels like he's cursed or something and that death is following him around. And he's not scared of much, but if he lets himself have feelings for someone, he's scared that they'll get hurt too. Um, which he probably has a point, because who's to say Yellow Eyes wouldn't just kill Sarah like he did with Jess? Yeah. You know? Like, and it's Sam... understandable. Sam is 100% still blaming himself for Jess's death, because he was having visions, and he's like, I could've warned her, you know, I could've protected her, and I failed, I didn't, because I, you know... So he's, he's like, I can't have another death on my conscience, I can't put Sarah at risk at that, like that. Yeah. Um, Sarah has a very good outlook, though. 
I like her. She's like, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. That's what <laughs> life is. <laughs> I also love her line about how shutting out pain means shutting out everything else. Yeah. I think that is super poignant. I think it's very easy when you're grieving to just be like, I can't feel, I can't let myself be like in pain. I can't yeah, let myself trying to think protect about yourself. It. Yeah. But yeah. in, it's like, if you never felt sadness, would you really know what happiness is? Yeah. You know, if you don't know and properly go through the pain of grieving someone, do you really know, are you really appreciating what it's like to have, you know, loved ones with you? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to have those opposites. In order to be able to fully appreciate it and, yeah. like, have that in your life. Yeah. And yeah, it is. It's something people say a million times, and I think it doesn't ever hurt to reiterate it. Cause yeah. I do think it, people are like, "Oh yeah, no, we can't have rainbows without rain." Yeah, we get it. <laughs> but like, it's really true. It's true. Yeah. You know, if you do you ever appreciate, do you really appreciate? You know, it's like how the other day we had like an hour long thunderstorm after weeks of no rain, and I was like. Yes! Thunder! Yes! <laughs> you know, because we'd gone so long without it that it, I was, like, craving yeah. that. And I so I, even though it was a very, like, small storm, I really appreciated the little bit that we got to experience. You know? Like, you have to experience all the facets of life to really be living your life. Sarah is very wise. <laughs> she, I think she told him exactly what he needed to hear. Yeah. I don't think he was ready to uh, follow that advice. Yeah. At least in that moment. But it was um, good Because he's like, like, he's like, no, sorry, can't, nope, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but I can't do it. <laughs> and then Dean shows up. <laughs> it, was, it was good for him to hear. Yeah, he got to mull over it. I love fucking Dean's like... The way Dean, like, pops up between them, like, am I interrupting something? It's like something out of a cartoon. I love it. Um, and Dean has learned that while Sam and Sarah were having a heart-to-heart, -heart, Dean was inside learning that the surviving merchant family didn't want Isaiah buried with the people he supposedly murdered, which, fair enough. Yeah. So they gave the body to the county, and he was buried in a pauper's grave, not cremated. Which means they have bones to burn. And now Sarah gets to experience the really glamorous part <laughs> of hunting. <laughs> Which is she holds the flashlight while Sam and Dean dig a dig up a grave. I love her line, you guys seem uncomfortably comfortable with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably are. Also, they are damn good at making perfectly rectangular graves. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous. I love Sam's still think I'm a catch. <laughs> um, yes, they are uncomfortably comfortable with this. But Dean cracks open the coffin and they burn the bones. Um, and then they go back to Evelyn's house because even though they have burned the bones, they want to be absolutely sure that the painting can't hurt anyone else. So they're going to, Sam says, bury it? Which I... Which is weird. Why not burn the painting again, is my question. 
I guess they thought it didn't happen work the first time, so Why I'm not gonna try it again. Yeah, but I mean, like obviously if they tried to burn it again, it wouldn't have worked, right? Um, but they would have no reason to believe it wouldn't now that they've burned the yeah bones, right? exactly. Like the ghost is gone for the painting; it's just a painting, theoretically. Yeah. But I guess burying it works. Didn't work for Jumanji, but okay, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sam and Sarah are going into the house to get the painting, and Dean decides he's going to set the mood. Uh, on the DVD, this song is Bad Time to Be in Love by Grand Funk Railroad, but on Netflix, it's what uh, This Is What It's Like, I'm in Love by Tony Phillips. So... <laughs> I love this because Dean, Dean ships them so they hard. are Dean is parked outside of a crime scene that his brother and his brother's love interest are about to break into to steal a painting and he is going to blast a love song <laughs> in the middle of the neighborhood in at the night. middle of night the night yeah it's, it's <laughs> who knows what time of day it is <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, Dean's or Sam's freaking like <laughs> turn it off. It's really great. Um, Sam and Dean or Sam and Sarah go inside, and I love the way they do this because they don't. They show us Sam and Sarah reacting, but they don't show us what they're reacting to. Um, which I like. I, I like it because we get the what, bit Mark? of suspense when they see that the the little girl is gone from the painting. Oh, yeah. Because they walk in and Sam turns and looks up at it and is like, uh, it didn't look like that, right? <laughs> I'm not crazy. Uh, the little girl is not in the painting anymore. No, she's not. Neither is the razor. Yep, and neither is the straight razor. <laughs> and neither is her doll. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, it's not the bar- the one that Dean burns, but it's the painting version of the doll is now in the real world, too. Yeah. Because she drags it around. Because... Why not have a creepy child drag a doll around by its foot? I feel like that's what all children do. It's, honestly, it's a really great, uh, like, way to make something innocent creepy. Because that's, like, the classic thing, is the kid holds the teddy bear's the foot and yeah. drags it down the hallway, you know? I'm pretty sure there's, like, there's like artwork of Christopher Robin dragging Winnie the Pooh like that, you yeah. know? Like, that's the, the, the iconic... We the bear just, is too big for, or the toy is too awkward for the kid to carry around regularly, so they just hold on to the foot, the part they can hold, and pull it behind them. You just see and it's a, her and legs adorable, walking, yeah, and then yeah. her dragging that doll, but yeah. you don't get to see her face yet. And it's, it's so creepy. It's, it's so such creepy. A, creepy children. Fucking hate them. <laughs> It, but it's such a perfect way of taking something that is usually, like, sweet and innocent and adorable, um, and making it fucking Scary. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, uh, little girl is here like to murder dolls. them. <laughs> um, the front door slams shut. Dean is and on locks, it. apparently. Yes. Um, well, it's a ghost lock. I don't really know. But Dean can't get the lock back, and Sam's like, can you break it down again? Dean's like, yeah, I'll go get my battering ram. Like, <laughs> he literally mentioned earlier in the episode when they were trying to break into the house to save Evelyn. He was like, I can't knock this down. Like, the door's too, like, well-built. Yeah. Um, so, 
uh, Sam, like, calls Dean on the phone, which is smart. Very smart boys. Um, tells him what's going on, and they realize that the dad wasn't the murderer. The dad was trying to warn them about the little the girl. girl. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, they need to find salt and iron. And there is no salt in this house. <laughs> which leads to a great quote. It's so good. <laughs> There's a lot of great so quotes in this episode. Good. This episode is full of great lines. I love it. What kind of house doesn't have salt? <laughs> Low sodium freaks. <laughs> so good. Yep. I'm pretty sure Jared has quoted this as being one of his favorite lines. I love how he's just like on the phone with Dean, like telling yeah. him the situation, and yeah. as he's running around, he's like, What kind of house doesn't, doesn't have, have any salt? salt? Low sodium freaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Sam and Sarah start searching for iron because they're not going to find salt. And I don't know why Sam didn't go for the fireplace poker first. Seems like common sense. They're, like, digging in drawers and stuff, and I'm, like... they're trying to have, like, a salt circle or something, right? Well, they want to make a salt circle, but there's no salt, so now they're looking for iron. But instead of just being, like, oh, here's a poker, hope that's theoretically iron, um... I don't think they notice it until later. Until Dean or Sam runs into it. Yeah. But there is a fireplace (laughs) in the middle of the room that has actually been used in this episode for a fire. So it would make sense for said fireplace to have the, like, the rack with the pokers and stuff on it, right? You would think, yes. So I do not know why they don't <laughs> go right for that. It make common sense, but I guess it's to fill time. Um, hey, they're panicked, okay? Because this is when the little girl shows up. I would be panicked, too. <laughs> uh, Sam manages to, like, dissipate her temporarily. Creepy girl's with creepy. With the poker. She's fucking terrifying. They did a really good job with the makeup. This little girl yeah. does a great job, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I feel Terrifying. like little kids love being scary. Oh, probably, Like, this yeah. is the kind of job a little <laughs> kid would adore. Um, and this is where we learn from Sarah that apparently... Um, I love this because she's like, we used to deal in antique dolls at the auction house. And Sam's like, that's, that's really great. nice, Sarah. What does that have to do with the current situation? <laughs> Which funny but let her finish uh they used to make dolls in the kids image back then including using their real hair which is very creepy Mm -hmm. don't like that yes extremely creepy (laughs) um and here we get a very what is the goddamn timeline on this show because dean is like immediately at the graveyard well we we have a shot of him like driving there frantically he busts through the goddamn gate. Yes, he does. He drives through <laughs> the gate while Sam and Sarah are being thrown around. Yeah. Like, it feels like Sam's like, did you hear that, you know, the the doll is made with the girl's real hair, you have to burn the doll. And Dean's like, okay, and gets in the car and starts driving the graveyard, and then the ghost comes back and starts throwing Sam and Sarah around, and then Dean is at the graveyard? I mean, maybe it's not that far from the house. I guess! <laughs> But he got there really damn fast. <laughs> yes, he He does. also drives straight to the mausoleum, which I love. <laughs> he just plows through this graveyard. And I mean, fair enough. His little brother's in danger. It did look like the mausoleum earlier was on, like, a road. I think it so does have, like, a, drive up a to path. It. I do think it has, like, a path yeah. going up to it. Because I guess that would make sense. They um, were a rich family back for... in the day, so they would have been able to drive the hearse right up to it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, 
But yeah, Dean's like, he literally, I totally forgot that he just runs through the gate. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. He just rams right through poor it. Poor Impala. But, uh, Sam and Sarah being thrown around the house. Sam gets, I think it's an upright grand piano. Like, thrown yes, across the smushed. room at him. He gets trapped behind it. And then Sarah gets thrown another way. The fucking scene with Dean trying to bust down the glass. I love it. He's, like, banging on it, and it's not breaking, and then he, like, he pulls his, his gun, gun out and hits it a couple times, and it's still not breaking, and he's, like, gonna go to the car to, I don't know, get a crowbar or and something, he and then gun, he's, like, like Dean, you idiot. duh, and shoots it. I was, like, great. yelling at him in my head, like, shoot the glass, Dean. This, this struggle with the glass will forever make me laugh. It is so funny. The comedic timing is perfect. Jensen is really good at comedy. Um, and then Dean, of course, struggles with the lighter. Because Dean never struggles with the lighter unless it's under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's under some intense pressure. He's under some really intense pressure. Um, the ghost is approaching Sarah with the switchblade. We, like, are cutting back and forth. Sam's trying to get out from behind the piano. Dean's struggling with the lighter, and then right as Sam, like, manages to get from behind the piano and throw himself in front of Sarah, Dean gets the lighter to work and burns the doll. And she goes up in flames. I love, did you notice, you probably did, the doll returning, or the girl returning to the painting. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. It's very good. And then Dean Sam gets back, or Dean gets back on the phone and is like, You uh, good? You good? And Sam, who has just been lying on top of Sarah, says, <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Sam! <laughs> I don't think he entirely meant it that way. More like a, yeah, we're alive. But yeah. it, I died. <laughs> um, so we go back to the auction house. It's daytime now. The painting is being boxed up. And Dean has done a little more digging on the family and learned something turns out that Melanie, the adopted daughter, was originally put up for adoption because her entire family was murdered in their beds. And I guess they didn't know that that was her. <laughs> I guess they figured the murderer missed... I mean, she was... I don't a know. Child. She looks like she's, like, eight. You wouldn't maybe. think a uh, yeah, yeah, eight-year-old you child definitely would... would no one. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, like, that's not a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. And then she was adopted by the merchants and she killed them too. And Isaiah took the blame. I'm assuming well, since I she assume died... She, she killed him too. I assume. She did. But I'm assuming she also killed herself? They mention it, yeah. They Do say they say she... she killed herself? Yeah. Dean says so. I thought she just said that he just... he. I thought he just said that like he killed. she killed the entire family. Let me look at the transcript. I'm pretty sure she, he... Says something like that she killed herself too. Did she? Yeah. Or I mean, does did he say that? I don't remember. Obviously, a very disturbed child. Uh, yeah, I like. I'm assuming that is what happened, but I don't remember. I, I remember him, him saying something like that. I don't remember him saying. Yeah, like killing others, killing herself. Some people oh, are Sam just Sam says it. Yeah. Yeah, Sam does. Okay, it's not in the the little bit that I was thinking of, which is about how she killed Isaiah and his family, and then the old man took the blame. Um, okay, so these workers have just boxed up this painting, and then they're like, where is this going? And Sarah's like, take it out back and burn it. Why'd you put it in a box? (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand. Are you burning the box? I feel like, I feel like those, what? I don't, I don't get it. But okay. 
Whatever. You get that we get another shot of the painting being boxed up as a result. So, um, and then Dean leaves Sam and Sarah to have some privacy in the auction house. Um, and Sarah says that there is a lesson in all this. They got through it one piece. She didn't get hurt. Maybe he's not actually cursed. <laughs> Uh, and then she's like, maybe you'll come back and see me? And Sam says that he will. And spoilers, then he doesn't. He does not. Liar. Which fucking sucks because I love Sarah. I love Sarah too. She is amazing. This actress is one of, not one of my favorites, but I really do love her. She, she actually- She does a really good job. She's really talented. Um, I, the two things I've seen her in are Supernatural as Sarah and Hawaii Five-0. Oh, and really? She plays, like, a criminal. She's part of, like, a criminal couple, like, Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Oh, okay. In an episode of Hawaii Five-0. And they could not be more different characters. <laughs> and she's fantastic in both roles. Like, this, she's really talented. But I do think she, she hasn't been in a lot of, like, big, well-known stuff. Yeah. Um, like, you know, major roles in big, well-known stuff. But she's very talented. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Sam leaves, and we get a shot of, um, my back hurts, my love. We get a shot <sighs> of like Sarah like leaning on the door, like probably never gonna see him again. And then immediately Sam knocks on the door to kiss her. Yeah. There's a great bit in the gag grill from this, where he's got like a f- pair of like fake plastic lips. <laughs> like the kind that you hold in your own mouth to make it look like you have big plastic lips. He's got she like opens the door and starts laughing and then like turn as the blocking like describes and he's like got these lips. It's really funny. Um and Dean watches them kiss and goes, That's my boy. <laughs> Just <laughs> Dean <laughs> Oh, we forgot to go over this. Oh, yeah, we did. We forgot to go over haunted paintings. Do you want to go into that now? Sure. Before you wrap up. Was... Haley did some research. or And by research, I mean she did a Google. <laughs> That's usually the extent of my research. That's usually the extent of our research, But, yeah. um, like, I was just curious if there was, like, any stories of, like, haunted paintings. Uh-huh. And I found this article by scoopwoop.com You dropped that link in your notes so I can yeah. um, Called put it uh, in the show notes Haunted Paintings in the World 10 of the Most Haunted Paintings Yeah That you don't want to own ever Yeah, so She's <laughs> um, not going to read all 10 No But she, there's a couple she thought were interesting I was just going to read like the first two um, So it says Most of these paintings are either hanging in galleries or locked away However, people claim that owning copies, prints, or even looking at them can cause uneasiness, feelings of being watched, and inexplicable fear. So fun. Um. So yeah, I'll we'll drop the link so you can look at these. They're creepy. They're creepy. All this of them are creepy. This first one is terrifying. Uh, it looks like something out of like a horror. Like straight up, this looks like the the um poster for a horror movie. Yes, isn't it's, it? It's called "The Hands Resist Him." It came to be known as the eBay haunted painting. It'd be interesting to research all these more. Yeah. After the owners recounted paranormal experiences, it has two creepy children in the front. 
In front, they're in front of a, a door. It looks like, or just a big window that's got like panes of glass. You know where there's like thin, like a thin grid of frames within a frame for a window. It's got panes of glass, and through it, there's like little hands. Yeah. Like coming out of the darkness like pressed up against the glass and it's not and the girl has like looks like a mask or something on she looks she looks like a doll yeah she looks like a yeah a doll or a puppet and i don't know what she's supposed to be holding but i have no idea the boy looks scary too yeah um it's creepy it says it's said to be responsible for the deaths of the art gallery owner and the first critic to review it. The painting popped up on eBay in 2000 for sale, where the owners revealed the boy getting out of the painting and the doll coming to life all on camera. What? So, we might need to look at that. No. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't need... No. It sounds... Good. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> but and then... This one was interesting, too. The Crying Boy. The artist painted over 60 such works, all of which were said to attract fire. Uh, it's like a picture of a little, like, two-year-old boy crying. Yeah. He's, like, toddler age. Um, it says, People reported that the fires were caused by the paintings, which always remained untarnished by the fire. Their houses completely burned down. In some cases, even family members were injured, but never the paintings. Firefighters who were sent on rescues to these houses all reported the same story. So that's weird. That's creepy too. So yeah, don't buy any of these paintings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I will include this link. Like it's I, all very interesting. It yeah. shows a picture of each of them too. Yeah, this one is interesting. This point portrait of a Spanish officer. Yeah. That apparently, um, you have to ask the painting permission to take a picture or your picture won't turn out. <laughs> Interesting. There's a painting of uh, what potentially could have happened to the Franklin Expedition, where actually, which I actually just read a book about. I oh, haven't heard of this one. But... The Franklin Expedition? Mm-mm. The painting or the expedition itself? The expedition. Did, did I not tell you about it? No. I don't um, think so. This is all going to go in outtakes. I think that's it for this episode. You don't have anything else you want to mention, right? Uh, no. I included the link here. Okay, sweet. So I can drop, I can include the link to the list, the list of haunted paintings Haley found in the um, show notes. If you guys want to read through that, there's they're all creepy. They're all very creepy. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast. I need to update the Instagram. Crap. I don't think I've. Uh, I keep forgetting the Instagram exists. Um, <laughs> and on Tumblr at We Need to Talk About Sam. I'm Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and The Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Life Flows On Three <laughs> and Tumblr at HF Thoughts Blog. All right, and that is all for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Oh shit!
I didn't go over what episode we're listening to next week. Next week's episode is uh, 120 Dead Man's Blood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I feel dumb. <laughs>
milestone of season one. <laughs> We're one almost one fifteenth of the way through. And I got my box set today. Yeah, he did. It's so pretty. It's very cool looking. I also got my um my seasons one through fifteen set pictures book. Um, which I love just this month. Was that last week that you got that? Or two weeks ago? Did I get that? No, I think I've had it for like a week, but I think I may have gotten it. Did I mention it in our last recording? I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) It's been a week and I don't remember. Last week we were kind of low energy. (laughs) Last week we were super low energy. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm tired today, but I'm just excited to be podcasting and I got, I'm hyped about my, my box set. crumbs on my laptop, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I miss Uh. toast. The last time I bought bread was November, um, was last November, and it was to make a sandwich out of my Thanksgiving leftovers. It was a damn good sandwich. Yeah. I want to try that. That looked good. It was so good. It was the, I think it's called the Moist Maker. It's from Friends. I think it's from Friends. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you take, you have a slice of bread, and then you do turkey, um... Is that where you have the one... The piece in the middle. Yes. That's soaked so in gravy. you do. You have a slice of like bread, and you do turkey, mashed potatoes. Um, I may be getting the order of this wrong, and then you have your moist maker, which is a piece of bread that's been soaked in gravy. <laughs> um, and that goes in good. the middle, and then you do ham, probably cranberry sauce and stuffing. And yeah, there's cranberry sauce on the top, but I don't. My family doesn't make cranberry sauce, so I didn't have any. Um, and then um, you toast it. It's like I just toasted mine in a pan, like that a grilled, so like good. a grilled cheese sandwich. But like if you have like a panini press or something, it's yeah, you can, that works perfect. And oh my god, <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> first off, the cross section was gorgeous. Um, and then it, oh, it was so fucking good. Because you get the crispy on the outside. I remember wanting to try that since I saw that Friends episode, (laughs) because that looked so good. Yeah. Like, crispy on the outside from where you toasted it, and then, like, you have the meat and the mashed potatoes, and then that gravy-soaked piece of bread that basically turns to mush in the middle. Oh my god. It sounds like... Similar thing if you've had, like, French onion soup. They put that piece of, like, French bread inside the soup where it gets, like, all soggy. I've never had French onion soup. But it's really good. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure, don't they usually top it with cheese? Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never had French onion soup. Also, onions aggravate my stomach. (laughs) I can't win.
episode, the drink of the choice today. The drink of the choice. Wow. <laughs> the drink of the choice. Our drink of choice tonight is lemonade. Sorry. I wanted licorice. Would you like some? <laughs> I will steal some. Um, our drink of choice tonight is lemonade. <laughs> but I put a little bit of Sprite in mine. Or filled it like almost it's a good mixture. the way up, and then I put Sprite for the rest of the way. need to be plugged in that's okay for right now we're at 50 percent. okay let's see how long it lasts this is we need to talk about sam a podcast where a supernatural super fan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit cw show this week we'll be covering season one episode 19 provenance i'm kenzie i'm Haley, and we need to talk about Came too late. Came too soon. I was in the middle of the yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was mid yawn. <laughs> I was like, I gotta hurry and yawn before she gets to oh my, my part. And that came sooner than I thought it would. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that was so funny. It was. I made me <laughs> really deep. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is she doing? And then I realized you were yawning. That was adorable. <laughs> okay. We're gonna try this again. I'm gonna no, do... just leave that one in. <laughs> I, we're not using that one. Why not? Because I didn't finish saying that. <laughs> it was cute, though. It's gonna go in the bloopers. <laughs> <coughs> Alright. You good? No, I need to yawn. Yawn. No, I can't. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it should be good now. <laughs> okay. If you're gonna eat snacks, only mark it. <laughs> I waited. Kenzia squeaking flamingo. Yes, she did. <laughs> we went to Denny's the other night for dinner, and I, as far as I know, every Denny's in existence has a claw machine <laughs> inside. Um, and Haley won me a squeaky flamingo in the claw machine. I tried to win her a green alpaca. You were very close. But it evaded capture. 
You guys want to hear the sound it makes? No! We are not going to uh, punish the headphone users <laughs> for existing. It's very loud. Yes. It's like a rubber duck, but it's a flamingo. It, honest to God, I thought it was a dog toy. It sounds like <laughs> a very first. loud dog toy. Yeah. Okay. We are off Here topic. you guys. I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> I will tickle you. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we have spiraled out of control once again... Let's get into We're the a lot of bloopers this time. <laughs> yeah, we are. Sometimes I worry that I'm making stuff up, but my brain just likes to remember the things and not where the things came from. to tell you a funny story about really I never could finish my sentence before I burped. You're cute. <laughs> so, oh Kenzie and I were God. just talking, right? Earlier. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> sudden from the oh corner. Oh my gosh! I just hear <laughs> this long drawn out fart noise. <laughs> your stomach. I thought it was your stomach! <laughs> I don't remember laughing that hard in a long time. It, it was, was my Amazon Echo. Yeah, I'm not gonna say her name. Don't say her name. Don't wake the monster. <laughs> but oh she God. somehow thought that we wanted to hear fart noises. I don't know what triggered that. <laughs> Fun fact, if you ask your Amazon Echo to fart, it will fart. Yes. Um, and don't it give has... multiple examples. <laughs> She has range. <laughs> she was doing like, a long drawn out one for us yeah, for some she, reason. I like, don't know why. She'd be like, um, you can ask me for a cheeky fart or just say random. <laughs> she, then after, after she finished, she's like, would you like to hear a wet fart? I was like, excuse no! me. <laughs> Neither of us asked for this. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? I don't understand! We are peeking so hard right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I laughed so fucking hard. What was I saying? Um, about the piano. Oh. listened to this audiobook called Ice Ghosts, uh-huh. um, and it's about the search for the last Franklin expedition. So, like, in the early 18, 1800s, well, and later, they believed that there was a path from, like, around, like, Greenland, eastern Canada, um, through the Arctic, um, and then you can get around to Alaska and Russia that way. 
that you could go above and, like, go through the Arctic. They believed that, like, if you made it past the ice flows, there would be, like, open water. Hmm. Uh, now we know that's not true. <laughs> um, but they actually, like, lost several ships to that. 1845, so. But, it, yeah, in 1845, um, the last, like, expedition to try and find this path of the Arctic, um, led by Captain, I think his name is John Franklin, known as the Franklin Expedition, um, they left... And they were never, like, heard, they, like, heard some, they got some word back from them before they reached a certain point, and then they left, like, a note in a specific place, but something happened and we have no idea what, and they had to abandon their ships to the ice, and because huh. the ships, what probably happened was the ships got stuck... So, but we don't know why they left the ships, because they had enough, there was food on the ships, hmm. so they could have stayed, um, and, like, they would have had food at least. Yeah. And so we don't, don't know we know why the ships left. got stuck, but we huh. don't know why they left the ships. And both ships have actually been found, um, but the first one wasn't found until 2014. Oh, and wow. And the second one was found in 2016. Wow. Miles from where we believe they were originally abandoned. Hmm. Because they were caught in um, sea ice. So in the Arctic, like, most people think, like, ice. Oh, like, the Arctic is frozen, it stays still. And frozen, like, ice on top of the ocean will stay still if it is anchored to land. But sea ice is not anchored to land, and it moves. Yeah. And so these ships moved... And the um, Inuit people in the areas had stories, like, passed down through their families of interactions that their relatives had had with the Fra- the members of the Franklin Expedition huh. um, after they left their ship. There was even one that... Um, like, what type of stories? Like, they, like they'd met with them, because they... The members of the Franklin Ex- Expedition were instructed that if they met Inuit they were supposed to be friendly, um, like, be wary and cautious and don't, like, you know, let your guard down too much, but, like, be friendly with them, get to know the area and their language and trade with them, and, you Uh know, they weren't supposed to start battles or anything, so most of the interactions are like that. Yeah. Um, there was one rumor that there'd been, like, a massacre of some kind, but I think that's been disproven. Huh. Um, but, like, one of the ships... Uh, I don't remember which of them it was. I don't think it was Terror. I think it was Erebus. Um, their, like, Inuit in the area had uh, had stories of a group of men, I think it was, like, a, maybe a dozen at most, who lived on this ship with their dog for a while, and then they left for some reason, and then the ship eventually sank beneath the water. But they literally looked for these boats for over 150 years. And it wasn't until with, like, modern, like, camera and sonar equipment and diving and listening, actually listening to the stories of Inuit people in the area, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a, Inuit people is kind of a redundant statement. It's like saying, it's like saying pin number. Yeah. Because Inuit means the people. Oh, okay. So the that's why when you that's why you don't say the Inuit, you just say Inuit. Yeah. Because the 
the is already included in the word. Right. I learned that recently, and I think it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, researchers and, like, people looking for the expedition finally, like, listen to Inuit stories. Um, and were, like, able to, they were able to find them. One of them, I think it was the Erebus they found first. Uh, the top of the mast was like nine feet under the water. Wow. It was right there. Wow. The entire time. Yeah. And Terror, the, the, the ship Terror was in Terror Bay, which I don't think was named that by the locals. I think it was named that by British explorers and rescuers looking for the ship. And they That's named ironic. it in honor of the boat. Which <laughs> happened to be where the boat, the boat was. <laughs> to be there. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really fascinating story. Huh. But for a very long time, they had no idea what happened to them, really. Well, they don't still don't really know. And they really still know, don't but... know. Like, we've been able... Like, we don't know where Franklin's body is. We know he died, and they went on for a little while, and they had to abandon ship. And so we have no we, idea. We don't know why they abandoned ship. But... Yeah. Right. We have no idea where his body is. Huh. Um, they found some they bodies. Tipped um, it overboard, isn't that what? There was deal like with a whole process. Deaths on the ship. Um. Well, they had other deaths before that, and they like built them coffins with like plaques on the top, on the lids, and like sealed them up. You know. Yeah. Which makes the um, British graves stand out from Inuit graves, because the Inuit. Our Inuit people believe that um, the like the when they die, they want to like go back to the earth, and so they actually like leave the body out, uh-huh. and they surround it with like a ring of stones, so they know where the body was, and they leave the body out for like the elements and the wildlife to take, yeah, and so they like return to the earth. They believe in um, reincarnation. I think that's part of it. So, Inuit graves and British graves, very different. Yeah. <laughs> also, the people just look different, too. No different bone structures and stuff like that. So, when they find graves of um, British, of the British sailors, um, it was easy to tell that it was the British and not Inuit because different burial practices. And also, the sealing up of the boxes basically means that they were mummified. Mm. Like, but ice way, uh, yeah. <laughs> and not the the way the Egyptians did it. Like it was more like accidental mummification, yeah. and not yeah. Ice preserves things really well. Yeah, yeah. So and they like there are bodies like within the ships, the sunken ships. So some people they, did die on the ship. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then some people died after the ships got stuck. I think, and they didn't have the ability to bury them. The way they wanted to and stuff. I don't remember all the details. Um, but yeah, they so died like, from um, exposure or what? Like pneumonia. Yeah. Stuff like they just got sick. I mean, there was some speculation that like the the sailors got lead poisoning from the canning of the food, but pe- the scientists have like done tests on the food that was found and the like the bodies that have been found and we're like the lead levels aren't high enough 
to have like made like a mass insanity yeah that would have led to them all leaving the ship for some you know because they were going out of their minds so we don't really know why they left the ship we may never know (laughs) i wonder if some of them survived and like intermixed with the inuits i don't think they did i don't remember reading anything about that but i mean it's maybe and we just haven't met those people yet but um as far as i know most of them died (laughs) or all of them died actually all of them died eventually well, but yeah. yeah, they literally <laughs> at this point in time, yes, <laughs> they literally looked for those boats for over a hundred and fifty years. That's crazy. I've it never heard insane. of that one. I could have sworn I told you about I it. I don't remember hearing huh. about it, but but yeah, so it was a very interesting book. It's called Ice Ghosts. I don't remember who it's by. Huh. But yeah, that's cool. Okay, I think that is it for this episode. Now that I've rambled for, I don't even know how long. About a book. (laughs) Um...